Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. I'm so glad you're here. Now, let me introduce you to my guest for today. Her name is Vanessa Browers, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She has an early career in the C-suite of a major corporation, and she was leading the internal department of process improvement. Now, despite loving the work, she found herself called into deeper modes of healing as a coach and a healer and onto the shamanic path. She spent more than a decade coaching top performing entrepreneurs, organizational leaders, and professionals to tear down decades of inner blocks to performance, help them to eliminate stress and overwhelm, and radically shift the way they lead their teams and businesses to create more impact and results. So just a quick aside, if you guys are listening to this and you're hearing this bio, you already know why I wanted to talk to Vanessa and why I wanted to have her on the show. Let me just go a little bit deeper. So her results prove that the more you focus on the human experience, the better performance. She works as a culture shaman to put the human back into human performance and works with top organizations such as Reddit, LinkedIn, University of Pittsburgh, and her own top performing fitness studio to create cultures that truly thrive at the human level to support higher performance within the organization. Welcome. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches, Vanessa. I'm so excited to have you. Likewise, likewise, and really honored to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So there's something that you and I were talking about before, and you've got such a depth of experience in human performance, but I know that how I originally met you was in relationship to sales and this idea of coaches, we need to sell our services and we love our services, but yet there feels like sometimes there's this disconnect. So can you talk a little bit more about your approach with sales and how it could help the audience? Definitely. You know, I think particularly in the helping professions, which definitely includes coaches, very few people get into it 
for the love of sales. <laughs> it really, and it's, it's a quite difficult initiation and awakening for a lot of coaches. I'm sure you see this that want to help. They want to work with people. They want to share their gifts, but then they learn that they also have to sell and it can be really devastating. And it feels like something you have to do in order to do what you want and what you love. That was my experience. And so then if that's the hard reality that one has to face, then they maybe, if they do it, you know, reluctantly that begin the path to selling, but there's so much conditioning around what selling looks like and feels like. And in my experience, it, it's always the archetype of the chain smoking used car salesman with the suit that, (laughs) (laughs) and there's this fear that I have to be manipulative, forceful, pushy. The word that I like to use is irreverent, like really not having respect for the other person in order to do the opposite once they work with you. And it creates this real deep conflict. And most people who are coaches and in the helping profession on an unconscious level would actually rather fail than do that. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, as you were describing at the beginning, this idea of this, um, you want to be a coach, you want to help people, you want to have an impact, you want to make an amazing business. And then you find out that you actually have to sell to do that. And I had exactly that experience. And a lot of my clients do as well. But I honestly remember being in my coach training years ago. And it was like, because I knew how to coach that all of a sudden people would come and knock down my door. And the people that were kind of alluding to that, or I think they somehow really believed it. Like, I don't think that they were being deceptive in any way, but it was like a big bucket of ice cold water when it was like, what, I'm a coach and like, nobody's just kind of showed up on my doorstep and said, Hey, I want you to coach me here. Right? Like it just didn't happen. And so it's all the D words, disillusioning, disappointing, um, like just all of those words really showed up for me. And so I really, you know, I I just think that that's a a very strong theme for coaches. And so that's one of the reasons that I was so like, just excited about learning about sales from you. So disenchanted is the word it felt. Like, oh, it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and the direct result, no well, more D words today. The direct <laughs> result is that the vast majority of coaches that kind of take that dream of something like, I want to do this. I know this can make a difference in the world. I know this is what I'm meant to be doing. And then they find out what life you know, the other side of what being a coach, a paid coach is, and they quit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how many people are walking around with that embarrassment, that shame, that like, you know, like somebody was called their puppy ugly. I mean, (laughs) like, it's just hard. Right. And so I really feel for them. And that's, you know, and I've experienced that as well, like that. Oh, my God. So now I have to be the thing that I don't want to be. And so how do you reconcile that? Like, where's the place that you start with people? So the, the place that I start with people is 
truly that I love sales maybe more than anybody. <laughs> I my I have a gym, right? So sales is a big it was also in the fitness industry. People don't want to sell either. So yeah. it's a real professional challenge to sell to them. And they now refer me to me as the Danny Rojas of sales. I'm like, sales is live. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, even just how much I love sales tends to confuse people. They're like, she must be doing a different kind of sales than I'm doing. Um, and I am. So the way that I reconcile it is through, is it okay if I bring in what's, what sacred sales means? Because I feel yeah, like yeah, this for really- sure. Yeah, Yeah, this really helps. So the phrase that came up for me was sacred sales. And through my own journey, which we can talk about another time, my own sort of reconciliation around both sales and what I love to do was the understanding that the work that most people who really want to help is sacred. And when I say sacred, I mean of truth. That's what that word means to me. It's it's true to you. It's correct for you. It's the highest expression of you. It's the right thing for the person who's coming to you. That's what I mean by sacred. It's it's just true. It's the it's the correct thing. And the word sales is to make an empowered choice, to support someone, to make a truly empowered choice. And in order to, well, let me pause there. So sacred sales is to help someone make a deeply empowered choice that's correct for them by being the truth of yourself. And this is an art, skill, science, you know, spiritual practice, if you will. And it's based on the idea that sales is not in opposition to the work you do. It's not in opposition to the person in front of you in and of itself from this place, sales is one of the deepest services that you can offer. So mic drop to begin with, right? And then (laughs) what really strikes home with me here is that what you're describing is for me, the heart of coaching, right? (laughs) And so that's why coaching is so amazing is because it's like, We see that individual in all that they can be, and we just kind of plug them in, and then they see it, right? And so that's that's what's so cool about coaching. And so then to find a way of offering coaching, selling coaching in a way that's not icky, that's not pushy, that's not grabby, that's not manipulative. It feels like it's like the best of both worlds, right? Yes. I love that you said it is the heart of coaching. Being a coach automatically, this is going to be, I've never said this out loud, but I think it's going to be really fun. Being a coach automatically makes you excellent at sales, which is so, because the heart of of really, and sales is another skill, like that's important to name. But what actually makes you excellent at sales is using that same coaching part of your brain that is sitting with the person and is, this is how it works for me. I'm listening to their words, but I'm feeling, well, that word didn't go with that word. And what do they mean by that? You know, it's that thing that's happening in your brain. You do that in sales. The difference is that you do it in service of them deciding whether or not they're ready to really do the work. In a coaching conversation, that same mechanism is how you lead them, you know, in for lack of a better word, 
out of the problem and into the solution or beyond the solution into something different. It's the same exact mechanism. It's just that the, the reason for using that part of your coach brain is different in sales than in a coaching conversation. Right. Right. I don't know if I explained that very well. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's an unusual concept. So it's hard to put some language around it sometimes, but I think people can feel it. And that's one of the great things about the podcast and the audio is that people can feel something as well, just as much. So a coach, a new coach is listening to this and they go, Oh my gosh, this is possible. Where do you point them to begin? I mean, that in that just the opening of this is possible is so touching like that. And I don't want to skip over that because that is so important. Just holding that possibility. Yeah. When you say, where do you point them? You mean next in the work? What do you mean? Yeah. So it's, so first off like this, this is possible is like the opening of the door and then you know, now they're sort of peeking in the room and going, okay, where do I, where do I look first? Where do I look Mm. first? Yeah. So that would be the question. Um, I mean, very practically, there are lots of people doing this work, myself included. Mm -hmm. What I think to look for is, and I, and I'm happy to share any of the practical resources, but One of the things to look for that I think helps you sort of distinguish between what I call sacred sales and seductive sales, and then there's abusive sales, but that's just a whole other territory. Mm -hmm. Seductive sales are the kind of sales that make you feel compulsive, anxiety, FOMO, a sense of manufactured urgency. Oh my gosh, this this is going to go away if I don't take action now. And I think a really big, important marker is that I I can't be the only one that this has happened to, but when you're about to hit buy on a program and that this other whole part of your body and brain is just like, please don't, (laughs) but you feel like this is going to save me, you know, and it's this really actually quite toxic inner dynamic that is designed to make you feel that way. So if you're, if you're feeling this, oh my gosh, if I don't have this, everything's going to drain away. And if I don't act right now, oh my God, that's a, there's a difference between that kind of urgency and real urgency. But in a, in someone who is leading and facilitating sales from a sacred place, there's a, there's a greater sense of you are respected in your decision. Your fears and objections are welcome. Your hesitations are valid. Take your time. It's an important decision. You know, there's the fast action bonus is not leaving today, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, I don't want to fault those kinds of sales or make them vicious or toxic or wrong, because I really do believe that most of the time they're well-intentioned. It's just that I think they're incomplete. And so the first place that I would say, if someone's peeking their head in the door, they're only peeking their head in the door because there's still a bit of disbelief that is this really real? Can I really trust this? You can trust your body. You can trust yourself. And so if you feel like this person isn't going to, you know, slam the door in my face or pull a trap door that I fall through once I hit by, you know, you can, you can trust that. (laughs) So listen to your body. Notice 
what's sort of what's the driving impetus, right? Like, do you feel like you're going to miss out on this thing if you don't go right now? Does your brain say I should do this and your body's kind of pulling away? Those are the two things particularly that I heard. And I would add one. Do I feel like the person selling respects me? Hmm. That Mm -hmm. feels really big because one of the really foundational elements of sacred sales is that you are deeply respected and deeply respectful. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time what's actually happening is there's more of a transaction and commodity relationship. I'll feel like if you feel like a sale. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just an ick. Um, So this is interesting because again, it's reminding us that we can, we know what's right for us as Mm -hmm. well. And also that there's this, it's something that we're doing as a partner together, not something that the person who is making the offer, the invite is doing imbalanced in an imbalanced way, not true to us, not not a win-win. I know that's kind of like not maybe not the best way to describe it, but it doesn't feel mutual. That's the thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it doesn't feel hierarchical. Is that a word? Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, we're people together, not one higher than the other. Sort of the way I, okay. So can we take this and make it a little bit more practical? You know, so coaches are really great about listening to themselves. Sometimes we're not so great at trusting what we're hearing, but we can can hear it, right? We're not going down that. (laughs) But talk about the practical side. So I'm a relatively new coach. Just say I'm a relatively new coach. And I really, really would love to sign some amazing clients. I really want to coach. I really know that. This is something that's going to make a difference in their life. Where do I start? Tell me the practical stuff of it. So I can go really practical if you want inside the sales conversation. Would that be helpful? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, you have to learn, you have to, you have to learn to be a coach. I mean, that's sometimes missed, you know, if you're really inconfident in your abilities as a coach, there might be, it might be a slower pace to really lead into the business. And I think it's okay to let yourself take it slow. So I'll just add that because there's separate skills and then in, and then you must learn to sell. You must learn to sell. There's a real, again, like we talked about kind of a, a deep acceptance of that. And I say that in that particular way, because somebody who's a coach has gone through a lot to get there. They've gone through a lot to get there. And Mm -hmm. it's almost the same amount to learn to sell. It's like the second training of becoming a coach. And I think when you think about it that way, it, what happened, what I see happen more is all right, now I'm a coach and I'm like, Oh, it's like a cartoon character who's running on the ground who can't get any traction. And so then they want to learn to sell as quickly as possible to make as much money as fast as possible for many reasons. And this is really going to hurt your relationship to learning sales. So first is take it slow. 
The second is to understand that that the sales conversation as I teach it, and this is not always true, but as I teach it, it is not a coaching conversation that comes after the sales conversation is a conversation to let them decide if working with you will be what they do next. And then the third is once you're in that conversation, there's two conversations. There's the conversation about clarity and there's the conversation about commitment. The first half of the conversation is really for you to help them get super clear on what they want. I call that desire. I I call that desire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the first is to get clear on what they want. That's desire. The second is to help them get really clear on what's blocking them. The third is to really allow them to see the default future if they don't change which many people are in a place of pretending like, eh, it's going to work out. And then the fourth is to ask, are you really ready? How ready are you? And that's desire, block, default, and urgency, readiness. And the deeper you go, the clearer you get, the less the commitment, the money part of the conversation matters. It's still relevant. There's still a lot there. But a lot of people skip ahead to people didn't invest. And most of the time, the culprit is in not being clear enough ahead of time. So then the second part of that conversation is the commitment conversation. And that's where they really decide. I'm They're committed when they pay. That's when they're truly committed. And really, truly navigating that money conversation in and of itself is also a skill. And so I... I really emphasize that because I think a huge part of the reason that coaches get discouraged even once they start to learn sales is because when you don't know how to navigate the money conversation with skill and truth and love, people will walk away. I can't afford it. Let me talk to my husband. I'm going to sign up in three months when I save up money, all of those things. And most of the time, those, I would say five, maybe 5% of the time, it's really about money. The rest of the time, it's about something else. And so when this happens, the worst outcome is not that you don't make money and you don't make sales. The worst outcome that I see is that happens over and over again. And you think you're not skilled as a coach. Nobody wants your work. The the market can't afford it. And you go into this place of self-disbelief and defeat. And it's not about your skills as a coach. It's not about whether or not being a coach is aligned for you. It's about not being skilled at a very specific part of your profession that feels deeply important. So I think that this is a place that most coaches knew and seasoned coaches are not aware that the skill of sales is, is a must, right? You know, and even if like, whether you're wanting to grow a business as a coach, or you want to sell yourself as an internal coach, if you want an internal role, you still need to know how to sell. Why do you think people get so stuck on that? Like, yeah, I I, I don't know how else to say it. It's like, it's just like the topic of sales comes up and it's sticky right before it even begins. Well, I think in part, it's what we talked about before with all the conditioning, that it feels like I have to become something that's so inauthentic to me in order to be good at it. 
all of us have had the experience of being sold and pushed. And, you know, even just last week, I had one with a salesperson at Target. (laughs) And uh, the other reason is because sales triggers our deepest wounding of worthiness, of abandonment, of whether or not we are allowed to be ourselves. And then the person who is for particularly for coaches who is choosing to potentially work with us, you're basically selling them, Hey, do you want to work on all the deepest, hardest, most painful experiences of your life and bring them up and then work like, that's not a great sell. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, So if you put it that way, the person purchasing is being asked to walk into and feel the deepest, most insecure parts of themselves with the prospect of failing and the person selling is being triggered to be abandoned, rejected, forced to be inauthentic and invaluable. And so the truth is that most people are selling from this place. Right. And what I teach is that you can't avoid that. This is what's triggered in sales, particularly because it's about money, which is security and your work in the world, which is so much about your value. And, um, when you learn that these are the inevitable dynamics of sales and the the job is not to just get so good at sales that these become irrelevant the way that i teach sales is know that these are in the room and that actually being in the 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 study of sales the way that i teach it is through selling through sales you get to heal these parts you get to bring them home and so it's kind of like one of the things that I often tell people is you will meet everything you're afraid of on the path of sales. Everything you take in every other path to avoid is waiting for you on the path of sales. And thank goodness it is because that's where all of your power and expression and beauty and magnetism are hidden in these little places that sales generously and relentlessly <laughs> make visible. So rather than hide from that, which is what we want to do when we're hiding from sales, it's like, no, embrace it. Get in the gym. Lift the weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's something else here. So acknowledging that this is the place that we're going to feel insecure, that we're going to be triggered, and that the potential client is too. And so how do we create that safety? Because we've got to create the safety for them to even show up right? Like, I mean, even now I have times where people will book a call with me. Yes, I have a lovely name for it, but it's a sales call. And then they get scared. You know, they get scared and either they cancel at the last minute or they show up and then they're so like stuck in their head, right? That they can't even have the conversation. Just the question about what do you want? Like, what would you love to have? That is like so hard right (laughs) so how do you create that safety because that's you know that's the coach's job is to create that safety yeah it's a beautiful question and i'll i'll say there's there's three things that i think are really required in order to create that safety the first is love the second is honesty and the third is self-expression and one of the things that i often teach is that in a sales call particularly around money is where people have the least trust in themselves and they have the least trust in life. 
And so the way that you create safety is by that's where you must become the most trustworthy. And the way that you become trustworthy is by being as loving as possible. And when I use the word loving, I mean, it's all welcome here. It's all welcome here. By being honest, most people are quite dishonest in sales conversations. And I mean that not in like nobody's out most of the time, they're not outright lying, but they're withholding, they're sugarcoating, they're making it softer, less intense, less scary, something other than who they are. And then the third is by not being self-expressed and particularly in coaching. We can feel that in another person when they're not being themselves and it feels uncomfortable. It makes us feel unsettled. And so those are, those are what's required to create safety. And I'll just add one more thing that that's no small feat to do yeah. those three. Right. <laughs> that's why I say and it's, it's, and it's some of the, you know, sort of back to acknowledge well that the sales conversation is different than a coaching conversation. But this again is one of the things when you show up as a coach, you show up who you are, transparent, right? Not to overshadow the client or to derail the conversation or to create a comparison, but to be honest. And yeah. so here, here it is again, right? So if you don't show up honestly in a loving way, creating safety, being trustworthy in yourself, you know, having that integrity within yourself, then you can't show up that way within coaching. Cause it's like, who was I talking to in that sales conversation? This you're a completely yes. different human, right? Oh, so true. And what I find is that coaches are, are, are showing up that way in their coaching conversations, but they're not showing up that way in their sales conversations. Exactly. So I had a little mind hack when I was really beginning to learn this, which was, I'm going to pretend that every single person in front of me is already my client. And one of the things that I would say, and I don't anymore because it's more, it, it, I was saying it for me anyway, it helped for them was at the beginning of the conversation. I would say the way that I work in all of my conversations with both potential clients and current clients is to act as if you are already my client. And what that means is I will not withhold. I will not hold back. And that's all in service to you. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. And they would say, yes, most of the time. And then the other thing that I would say is, and we are here to assess whether or not us working together would be a next step. I'm perfectly okay with a yes. I'm perfectly okay with a no. What I want us to find is a clear choice. Are you okay with that? And I want that, that relaxed me, it relaxed them. And it did something else important was, which was not pretending that we weren't there for a sale, yeah. which is what I often find. I just, I, I intentionally call mine sales calls because there's nothing wrong with any of the other names. So long as you're not unconsciously trying to make it something that it's not. Yeah. yeah. Naming it, you know, like just like there is a whole thing thing around how you name a consult, but actually naming what's in the room. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that creates safety, a lot of safety, because it's not just the, the coach who's coming with selling conditioning. 
your client is showing up, assuming that you're going to be like every other salesperson they've ever met, disrespecting them, pushing them, manipulating them. And so they don't trust you, even if you're totally trustworthy. But they're still there, right? And so you can see that that is the place that there is something that they want that is so compelling that they're willing to still enter into that. Which is so, I have to use the word sacred. It is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And the word that comes to me is that word of courageous, right? Like to show up knowing that somebody is going to ask you to spend money, knowing that you don't quite know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. It really is another place to, to honor and to respect that potential client showing up. Yeah. And one of the things that I, it's become a mantra for me, even now I say this all the time is I will not abandon this human. And when I use the word abandon, I mean that I get so triggered and scared in my own stuff that I can't actually hold this container for them Mm -hmm. and not do that. And I will do it hundred times, but when I see myself do it, I'll be like, no, get back here. (laughs) Why are you leaving the room? (laughs) Say the thing. Come on. (laughs) Don't avoid it. Yeah. (laughs) I know that. I know that. (laughs) You're you're a coach. If you're in sales, you've done it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard to do that. Yeah. But it's a really interesting way to start the relationship Mm. because you know, then oftentimes we have a potential client, they show up for the consult, the strategy session, whatever you choose to call it, the sales call, and then they agree. And then they're, you know, they're ready to start and they pay the invoice. First call is scheduled and then they're terrified. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my experience is that I always ask them at the beginning of the call. So how are you feeling? And they're like, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) <laughs> a little scared, a little nervous. And then, another, you know, and then five minutes later, once we start, I say, how are you now? And they're like, oh, this is great. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. wouldn't it be amazing for a coach to have a sales call that's like that too, to yeah. have that. Right. And so I think that that's, yeah, that, that's a lot. So Vanessa, there is so much in this conversation and there's so many different paths that we could go down, but it feels like we're, we've covered enough. How would you like, how would you like to close out? I would say to invite anyone listening into the possibility that their sales calls can be some of the most intimate conversations in their life for both people. I've shared things in my sales calls that people who are closest to me don't know. I've cried in my sales calls as the coach. The person in front of me has cried. We've cried together. Um, I was in my sales call with my most recent coach. She was nursing her baby. We were listening to music. I mean, I've been inside. I've been outside. I've been dressed beautifully. I looked like I crawled out of a swamp. You know, like (laughs) you've seen that. And maybe you did just crawl, crawl out of a swamp. <laughs> I actually did. Um, you know, so sales is generous and loves you and wants to turn you into the most self-expressed whole 
grounded, integrated human that you can be. That to me is what the potential of sales has to teach you. It's really not about money. And should you embrace it that way, you can make a ton of money. In fact, you must <laughs> make sales a part of your life to make a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. <laughs> ah, there's so there was something else here that was interesting. Just a sec. I have to find the I have to find this thread. Um you know, and I so what I think is interesting is well, there's many interesting things, but what I think is here that's interesting is that coaches are on that journey of becoming more of who they are, right? Not the who they're meant to be, but like who they truly are. And once they get their head wrapped around the idea that learning to sell is the same journey, I think it's going to be so much easier, right? Yeah. It's like you said, before we hit record, it's not about solving a problem or reconciling sales. So you can do what you do. It's recognizing that they're, they are in service of each other the same. Yeah. Yeah. And that to be a powerful coach and to be the person that you are selling is like an integral part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Cool. Ah, yeah. oh, I love this conversation. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's so nourishing. It feels nourishing is the word. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so last question, listeners, for those of you who have listened to this conversation and said, who is this person? I have to find out more about her. Vanessa, tell us how we can find out more about you. The easiest way would be to go into the show notes and click the link that is the free offer for my 60 minute sacred sales training. That will take you into the world of me. And you can also go to vanessabrewerscoaching.com and you can learn a lot about me there. And, awesome. you know, I say I'm a human. So if you want to reach out and say hi, just do it. I'm here. Cool. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.